Welcome to Josh's Sports Show, and I've got here my brother Luca with me. Say what's up, Luca. What's good? All right. We got an exciting show today, mainly focusing on the weekend wildcard matchups for the NFL. We have a huge slate tomorrow and Sunday. But to start off with some other news, we got Deshaun Watson asking for a trade. He does not want it in Houston anymore. And I feel for the guy. I feel for Deshaun Watson. Uh, They traded his friend, number one wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, to the Cardinals last year. Brought in David Johnson, frustrated with management, wanted to be a part of a hiring process and wasn't. I feel for the guy. And if he wants out of Houston, I don't blame him. There's a lot of teams that could use a Deshaun Watson. And I think if he wants to go somewhere else, they should honor that request because Houston is a dysfunctional organization. So I hope him the best. He had a great year this year, and it probably will be forgotten since he didn't make the playoffs. But I won't forget the great things Deshaun Watson has done this year without DeAndre Hopkins. In other news, too, college football head coach Jim Harbaugh had a contract extension with Michigan today. As a huge Michigan fan, Michigan is my team. I'm a Michigan man. I was devastated to hear not the contract, but the contract length. If it was a one-year contract, one-year deal, totally would be fine with it. But he signed an extension, I believe, till 2025. And he has not delivered to Michigan. He's come close, but he has regressed is a coach, I believe. He has regressed in terms of recruitment. He has regressed in terms of development. And I do not see Michigan competing for a national championship with Jim Harbaugh as a head coach anytime soon. I'm sorry. I do not see that. Not in the foreseeable future. Not with Ryan Day and Ohio State running the Big Ten. I do not see him as a head coach and I don't see him getting close to the playoff there with Dabo coaching Clemson, Nick Saban still coaching Alabama, uh, Florida has been doing well, Georgia, every team in the SEC, and I don't think Michigan right now can compete with any of the top dogs, and especially after the performance they had this year, it was very, very terrible to watch Michigan perform so bad, and I feel for all the Michigan fans out there I hope I'm wrong about Jim Harbaugh. They were saying today that who would you have as a better coach? I believe Matt Campbell from Ohio State would be, Iowa State would be good. Uh, just finding coordinators, Josh Gaddis, I believe is an excellent offensive coordinator. I'm happy they fired John Brown, but I am worried. I am very worried about the future of Michigan football, to say the least. Very, very worried. And I hope they fix that soon. And I hope to watch an exciting Michigan team in the future. So now to get into this week's wild card matchup. The top two seeds each get a first round bye, so this playoff is a little different. It's expanded. Seven teams make it in. One team gets a bye, so AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs, finished with a 14-2 record and earned that first round bye. And the NFC, the Packers finished with a 13-3 and record best of the NFC and earned a first-round bye. So the first matchup tomorrow is the Colts 
versus the Bills. In Buffalo, Buffalo's allowing a small amount of fans in. Bill, Bill Mafia will be there. They'll be out. They'll be loud. First matchup of the day, first playoff matchup of 2021 for the NFL. What do you expect, Luca? Who do you think is going to win that game and why? I think the Bills are going to terrorize them. Why do you say that? Why are the Bills going to terrorize the Colts? Josh, it's just Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. They're good. Even though the Colts have a tremendous defense, I still think that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are going to find a way to break through that defense and win the game. What do you think the final score of that game is going to be? Like, with the amount of points the Bills have been putting up recently, like 42 to like 21. 42 to 21 is Luca's prediction. I am also thinking the Bills are going to win, and but I don't think they're going to win that big. And you can feel free to chime in here, Luca, if you disagree with one of my points. But to start off, I to say what Luca agreed with, uh, the Colts do have a tremendous defense. Uh, they started off the year really good. They finished number eight, I believe, in total defense. Uh, they don't allow a lot of points. They're good at creating turnovers, led by DeForest Buckner. I mean, the front seven is very, very stout. So I believe that defense is going to keep them in the game at least for the first half. And I think it'll be close in the first half. It might even be tied going into halftime. But Philip Rivers has not been good this season. He's thrown quite a few interceptions. Uh, he's just looked old. <laughs> and it looked like the game has taken a tear on Phillip Rivers. And I think they're going to try to rely on Jonathan Taylor. But Jonathan Taylor is a rookie running back with not a lot of experience. They've kind of carried. He's kind of carried the team the past few games, Jonathan Taylor. But Phillip Rivers is going to have to deliver if they want to win this game. The Bills are a high-powered offense. They are number two in offensive yards, number two in passing yards, and number two in points. This offense is legit. I wasn't on the Bills train, but I am now aboard the Bills train. And they have looked amazing. Josh Allen has looked amazing. Like Lucas said, Stefan Diggs has looked amazing. They have the best wide receiver duo in the game. Okay, that's a little much. What? Why is that much? Like, just straight wide receivers? They, so I like, think they have the best wide receiver duo with Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley this year. No. I would say, bro, there's so much other ones. First off, Metcalf and Lockett, that's a way better duo than him. Even though, like, based on numbers, Stephon Diggs has been better than all of them, but Metcalf has been better than Beasley, and Locke has been better than Beasley. So if you're talking about duo, then I don't think Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley have the right to hold number one for the best duo. I think they hold the right to the number one duo because combined, they have the most yards. Stephon Diggs is leading the league in receptions, leading the league in passing yards, and Cole Beasley has been an excellent slot wide receiver his whole life with Dallas, and he's now producing this talent 
again with the Buffalo Bills with another 1,000-yard receiving season underneath his belt. And Josh Allen is getting both of them the ball? No. He don't no. have no 1,000 yards. How many yards does he have? 967. I'm going to round that up to 1,000. 967, that's pretty close. Again, both of them are Only leading. Only four touchdowns? Who gets the most touchdowns? Stephon Diggs on that team. Josh Allen rushes the ball. But to me, that's the best wide receiver and duo. Not of all time, just this year. Just from what I've seen this year, Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs. No. Yes, I'm sorry. But I have to like, say Are you talking about just like just receiving or wide receivers? Wide receivers. Wide receivers. Those, that duo right there with the quarterback. So maybe you, I wouldn't say it's a trio, but with Josh Allen gunslinging that football to Cole Beasley and to Stephon Diggs, that's the best wide receiver duo. And Indianapolis is going to have a tough time matching up with him. No way. There's yes, Luca. No way you can say that. I can say that. That's what I think this year. This year, that, to me, is the best duo. And the Bills are at home. It's going to be cold outside. I've been to Buffalo in the wintertime, and I think they're going to win this game. Not big, but they're definitely going to score more points than the Colts. I think the Bills might win 38-28 would be my prediction. I think a 10-point game, close at halftime, closer than a lot of people think, but... Philip Rivers would have to keep him in this game, and I don't see Philip Rivers keeping them also, in this game. T.Y. Hilton, at the beginning, he went off to kind of a rough start, for, but for the past couple of weeks, he's been shining, so if he steps up, then they can have more of a chance to win that game. So Luca thinks T.Y. Hilton can step up and they had a better chance, but again, I do agree. If T.Y. Hilton gets involved, Jonathan Taylor, Philip Rivers... But it's going to rely on that Colts defense to make some timely plays with Darius Leonard and Bobby on the other side. So they're going to have to force Allen to really throw the ball underneath and avoid the big plays that Josh Allen has been throwing to Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley this whole season. So we got Josh predicting this game 38-28, and Luca, your score was 42-21? Yeah. All right, so we got the Bills, Colts covered. That'll be an exciting start to our football Saturday. Then we get into the Rams and Seahawks, which is the next game. And spoiler alert, the Seahawks are my brother's favorite team, so you will hear a lot of defense right here for the Seahawks. So, Luca, who do you think is going to win this game and why? I think it's actually going to be a pretty close game if the Rams' defense can keep them in. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I'll say about, like, 17-14. to 14. Ooh, that is low-scoring. 17-14? to 14? Yeah. And why do you think the Seahawks are going to pull it out by such a small margin? Because I feel like Jared Goff is not much of a clutch quarterback with all of his interceptions. So it's really going to be like the Rams' defense versus the Seahawks. But they're... Seahawks defense lately has been stepping up, so if they can stay up, and Jamal Adams is going to be playing this game, so that will help them a lot to win that game. I agree, and we still don't know who's going to start at quarterback for the Rams. Is it going to be Jerry Goff? 
Or is it going to be John Wolford? I read this article earlier today that some think that John Wolford would be the better start at quarterback than Jared Goff. They said that because John Wolford can run the football and has more experience as a running quarterback, he can run those RPOs, those run pass options, that they give him the better chance to beat this Seahawks team. And I do not agree with that at all. I watched John Wolford throw the football last week against the Cardinals, and it was bad to watch. It was not good. Uh, He was a lot of dinking and dunking, throwing it to the wide receivers and wide receivers, creating the plays. He's not I don't trust him in that spot to make big-time throws. Jared Goff has led the Rams to a Super Bowl. Uh, John Wolford just won his first game start based on the Rams defense, so we don't even know who's going to play. I think if John Wolford plays, this Seahawks defense is going to be tenacious and we're going to get after him a lot. But even if Jared Goff does play, his throwing thumb is broken. It has stitches, I think, in it, and it's not 100%, so that is difficult to not throw the football the way it should. But uh, Lucas said that Jamal Adams is going to be playing, but we don't know how healthy his shoulder is. And it's the playoff time. No matter what injury someone has, they're going to play through it. That's what everybody says. I'm playing through the injury. That's just what they do. And I just want to know how healthy his shoulder is because it did look a little awkward when he made the tackle last week against the 49ers when he was out of the game. So I don't know how healthy you can say he is actually playing that game. The Rams have the number one defense in yards, number one in points. They're basically number one across the board except for rush defense. That defense has been amazing this year. It's what kept, has kept them in games. It is what made them win games. It is what made them in the playoffs. The offense hasn't looked good. They're kind of a Jekyll and Hyde offense. They go in spurts. They'll look great. But the past month or so, to me, that offense has not looked like a Super Bowl winning offense. But neither has the Seahawks to me the past month. They have not looked like a Super Bowl winning offense. To me, that defense has looked great the past six weeks of the season. Were we playing great competition? No, they were not playing great competition. Uh, NFC East, uh, Jets, uh, 49ers... I mean, to me, those the teams they played weren't that good. Yes, they crushed the Jets. But their defense has looked good. Don't get me wrong. I hope they can keep it up against the Rams. Rams don't have that great of an offense. But the Seahawks' offense, to me, has not looked great lately. They started off the season great. I said on one of my earlier shows, they were amazing. Russell Wilson was the MVP. They were letting Russ cook. DK Metcalf was balling and looking like the best wide receiver in the games, second to Vachita, but they have not looked that great recently. The deep balls have not been there that they were connecting on earlier in the season. I think Russell Wilson has only connected on one deep ball thrown like the past four games, and he has... I won't blame... Russell for this. I'll take that back. I'm not going to blame Russell for this. I'm going to blame Pete Carroll and wow. for this and Brian Schottenheimer for this. They were letting Russell cook in the beginning, 
But now we're going back to that defense and their running game. And I don't know. I think that'll get the job done this Sunday, but I don't think that'll sustain them in the playoffs. If they were to rely on that defense and Chris Carson to make it to the Super Bowl, they are not making it to the Super Bowl. They are mistaken. They need Russ to play really well at an MVP caliber level, MVP caliber level for them to make the play or for them to make it far in the postseason, make a deep run, other than just beating the Rams. Because last year, Wilson and Metcalf did some pretty good things, so if they could bring that back for this year, then if they can evenly balance out between running and passing, they should go make it pretty far in the playoffs. I agree. If they have a well-balanced attack, then no, I think it will be fine, but I would like to see Russ Cook just a little bit more. Just a little bit more I want to see Russ Cook. And for this game... I agree with Luca. I think it'll be low scoring. To me, all Rams Seahawks games, other than a crazy Monday or Sunday night game last year, they've all seemed like they have been close games, touchdown or less point differential. I think the first one this game was a touchdown. Uh, the last one was a few points. But I think a huge, before I make my prediction, a huge addition that I forgot to mention was. The Rams are going to have their starting left tackle back, Andrew Whitworth, who has missed the past two months. And him protecting the quarterback's blind side this weekend, I think, is going to be huge. Do I think it makes a world of difference? No. But I think it will help Jared Goff or Wolford if he starts out tremendously. So for my prediction for this week, I'm going to go with the Seahawks winning... 20 to 17. That's going to be my prediction. I think uh, not a game-winning field goal. I think Seahawks will have the lead most of the game, but it is going to be close. That Rams defense keeps it in it, and the Seahawks won't be able to stretch open any sort of lead. So I'm going 20 to 17 this weekend. And Luca, you said 17 to 14, right? Yeah. So we're pretty close on that prediction there for the Seahawks. Like, I... I'm a Seahawks fan, not as huge as Luka is, uh, but I do hope that the Seahawks can pull it out this weekend against Los Angeles. And then tomorrow, Saturday night football, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Washington football team in a prime time matchup. Luka, who do you got? Do you have Tampa Bay's Bucks? Or do you have the football team in Washington? I got the Bucks by a lot. Bucks by a lot, and why? Bro, Tom Brady, prime time, playoff time. He's gonna do amazing. And if Mike Evans can come back for that game, then that's just gonna be even more points for him. And last week, Antonio Brown did amazing. I think like getting two or three touchdowns. And Washington. I don't think Alex Smith has it in to pull out the win on the first wild card primetime game. I agree with you, Luca. I think the Bucks are going to win, and I expect them to win big. The Bucks are top ten in offense and in defense. I think seven in offense, uh, number six in defense, and they have the best rushing defense. And I think 
this is going to be huge for the Buccaneers this weekend is because they have a number one rushing defense and I think the football team wants to run the football establish the run but I think the Bucks are big enough to stop them they have the guys down there to stop them I hope Shaq Barrett plays that would be huge Levante David uh Ndamukong Sue they have that front seven to really really change this game and really hurt the football team. Uh, Alex Smith has an injured calf. They don't know if he's actually going to start. They've also bounced the possibility of a backup. I think Heineke is his name. Uh, but I think either way, the Bucks are going to win big because of that rush defense stopping that run. They'll be blitzing a lot, putting a lot of pressure on that quarterback, whoever it is, and it is going to be, I think, a wipeout against this bucket uh, against this football team Mm -hmm. but i will give washington credit where credit is due washington has a tremendous defense they have believe have a number two defense in the league led by chase young who should be the defensive rookie of the year and if he is not the defensive rookie of the year there is a crime a crime and i believe he would take that personal if he didn't win that award, I would be so shocked if he didn't win an award. That is an award that should be given to him now because that defense with him is run-stopping and pass-rushing. Without him, this defense would not be as good. He is that classic Ohio State edge rusher, Joey Bosa. You think of Nick Bosa, and now you have Chase Young. And Chase Young is a monster on the end. So... I think if I think since the Bucks have such a good offensive line, they're going to commit to slowing Chase Young down. I think they will neutralize him for the game. Maybe he'll get a sack or two. I know Tom Brady isn't great when he does face a lot of sacks. When he sacked three or more times in the game, he's four and four, which is not a good recipe for Tom Brady. You do not want to see Tom Brady on the ground. But this Buccaneers offense has been amazing. I said on previous podcasts, Tom Brady is going this season with Tom Brady is going to be the best 40-plus-year-old season for a quarterback ever. The amount of yards he's thrown, over 4,000, 43 touchdowns, 43 years old, 43 going on 33. He just has looked young. He's looked good. He's escaped the pocket. Is Lucas and Antonio Brown look good with him last week? Mike Evans, I don't know if he'll play. Chris Godwin's also been doing really good this season. Chris Godwin as well. Gronkowski, uh, Bray. I mean, they have an offensive plethora of weapons. I hope Mike Evans plays. If he doesn't, I think that'll hurt him a bit. But as Lucas said, with the talent aside him, with Ronald Jones back, Leonard Fournette, Running the football, that is a great tandem, I think, and it will help them in the postseason if the offense gets into a little bit of a throwing rut. I know Coach Bruce Arians uh, has trouble at times running the football. He doesn't want to establish a run right away. He kind of likes to just get rid of it and just gunsling down the field with my 43-year-old man, Tom Brady. But I don't think that is a recipe. Every game, going into that's the mentality you should have, is throwing the ball that much with Tom Brady. I don't think 
that is going to be the recipe. Is it going to be the recipe for them winning the Super Bowl? Yes, but they're going to have to slow it down at times, run the football, open up a play-action pass, open up a play-action game. That is what's going to get them to win. So I think since it is in Washington, not in the warm weather like Tom Brady wants, a little cooler, uh, civil unrest there this past weekend, I think the football team might play for that as well. But I think the Buccaneers will win. They'll win big. And I think the final score of that game will be 31-14 to 14 Buccaneers. Luca, what do you think the score was going to be? I think because I think that the football team will have a lot of determination coming into this game, so that might make it a little closer. But I'll say the Bucks winning about like forty-five to twenty-eight. Ooh, forty-five twenty-eight is what Luca said. That is a blowout. We have a blowout either way. So I think a blowout is in session, no matter what. Now, to get to the next game we've been waiting for, the, a lot of people have been saying it's going to be the best game of Wild Card Weekend, which is the Titans and the Ravens. So we have the Ravens-Titans Sunday morning. It's going to be an excellent game. Uh, Lewis Riddick said that's going to be the must-watch game this weekend. And I believe him. I'm ready for round three in the past two years of Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, it's going to be great. Luca. who do you got this weekend? I think it will be a very good game. It will be very close. I think that the Ravens are going to win by a field goal. Like, I'd say 28-24. to 24. Ooh, 28-24 Ravens. Why do you think that, Luca? I think Henry is going to put up the yards he usually did uh, does against the Ravens, about like 100 to 200 yards. That's just what he does. And then, ooh, Lamar's going to have to step up because he hasn't won a playoff game still. But I think he's going to get his revenge against Tennessee. He doesn't have too much weapons on offense. Him, Mark Ingram, a couple receivers aren't too great. And then... Martin Humphrey, I hope, plays that game and will give him a better chance to win. And A.J. Brown has been doing really good. And that one catch he had last week against... Who who they go against again? The Texans. After that one catch, that was um, an amazing catch. And then, oh, of course, they got the game-winning field goal to win that game. So I expect this to be a very close game. I agree with you, Luca. I do think it's going to be close. I think it is going to resemble very much that earlier matchup they had earlier in the season this year. The Ravens uh, have a great defense. Uh, they kind of sputtered throughout the season when we didn't have Lamar, but that defense is good. Number two scoring defense. They don't allow a lot of points, which is good. Like Luca said, Marlon Humphreys, I hope, is back there. Uh, Marcus Peters is going to be good. They have a good secondary. But that Titans offense is amazing. And it's going to be that chess matchup, that Ravens defense versus the Titans offense. Titans offense are number three total offense. They score a lot of points, and they have the best rushing offense, offense led by Derrick Henry, who has just got off a 2,000 yard season this past year 2,000 yards it was amazing to watch 
So to me, that's going to be the ultimate matchup is the Ravens' defense versus the Titans' offense. And the Titans have Derrick Henry, who I think, I don't think he'll rush for 200 yards, but he's at least going to get 150, a couple of touchdowns. Derrick Henry's going to do Derrick Henry-like things. But the key for the Ravens' defense is going to be shutting down Ryan Tannehill and that play-action passing game with A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, another great wide receiver duo. This year, A.J. Brown has played amazing. Uh, Corey Davis has played amazing, mostly due to the play action. Because of Derrick Henry, a lot of things flow because of Derrick Henry. A lot of things because of the Titans are talked about because of Derrick Henry. But the one thing the Titans do not have going for him is that defense is terrible. Uh, Watching it last week against the Texans, the week before against the Packers, just the past few uh, weeks, months, have been terrible to watch, mainly because they cannot generate a pass rush. They can't rush the passer. They have a tough time stopping the run. I know Jadavion Clowney is out, but I think if he was in, it wouldn't make that much of a difference because they look bad, and they're not as good as they were when they started out the season, first going against Lamar Jackson. They have had Lamar's Jackson number the past two games uh but as Lucas said Lamar Jackson hasn't won a playoff game yet it's been talked about a lot going into this game I think he has a chip on his shoulder but pressure's on him but I think the Titans are going to pull it out and they're going to win close because they're the underdog a lot of people are picking the Ravens to win picking Lamar to get this monkey off the back but Derrick Henry has been the thorn in the Ravens side 195 yards last year in a divisional game, 133 in the yards in the game matchup earlier. I think Lamar Jackson is going to pass the ball well. His ability to scramble, make plays, he's going to run the ball well. Uh, I do see Lamar Jackson playing really well, whereas last year against the Titans, he about disappeared and had a magic act. It was one second Lamar was there, the next second Lamar was not there the rest of the game. Uh, but... I think that Titans offense will have that passing game in action with A.J. Brown, Corey Davis. I think the defense is going to make just one play. I think that's all they're good enough to make is just one play. And that one play is going to be huge for the Titans to win the game. Uh, But if the Titans do not make that one play and they get ran on and ran on by... Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Mark Ingram. I think if they get ran over, it's not going to be a recipe for success for this Titans team. And this Titans team went to the AFC Championship game last year. They were close in the first half, and Kansas City beat them. And I think they want to get back there. If they don't get back to the championship game this season, anything short of that is a massive disappointment. It is what it is. It will be a massive disappointment if they lose to the Ravens this weekend. So I hope they don't. I'm a King Henry fan. I believe he should win MVP. He deserves to win MVP for what he has done for Tennessee. He is the best running back by far compared to any other running back. He has over 3,000 yards since week 10 last year. The next closest one doesn't even have 2,000. He is that good. He's that big time. And he shows up. And I hope that they don't get behind to where they have to abandon a pass game like they did against the Packers. I hope 
that they have a comfortable lead where they can just let Derrick Henry run and do Derrick Henry things. That's what I want to see this weekend. That is what we'll have the Titans in the divisional round. Also, what I think is mainly going to come down for this game is if Tannehill, if he can't get off to a good start, I think it's going to be rough for him the whole game, and that's going to affect how the Titans play and if they can make a stop. Because if they can't make a stop, then just say goodbye. The Ravens are going to win that game. I agree with you to a point. I don't think it'll be a goodbye. But I think if Ryan Tannehill does make mistakes, he plays sloppy, he turns the football over, I think, yes, that will be bad. He hasn't done it a lot this year. This has been a career year for Ryan Tannehill. Again, it's been a career year for Derrick Henry. But I don't think if he turns the ball over, I think that's the key, not turning the ball over. I think actually the team with the least amount of turnovers will win this game. And that's why I think I have the Titans winning, winning a close one. I think it'll be a touchdown score game, though. And I think it'll be 31-24 Tennessee Titans. And, Luca, you said 28-24 Ravens? Yeah. So we got 31-24 for me and 28-24 Ravens for Luca. And what should be a marquee matchup between those two teams? And then to get into, I think, will be the most boring game of the playoff weekend, which is the Bears and the Saints. And Luca, who do you have winning that game and why? I feel like this is going to be a better, th- better game than what most people think. Because they played earlier in the season and it came down into overtime and they won by a last second field goal. So, Who started that game? Was that Nick Foles? Or was that Mitch Trubisky? Um, that game. Actually, Nick Foles is not. The starting quarterback was Nick Foles. Exactly, and I think Mitch Trubisky is starting this weekend. But he's been on fire the past couple weeks. So I feel like if they can carry that momentum into this game, if their defense plays good and Trubisky stays hot, then I think they can pull it out here. So you think the Bears are going to win? Is that what you're saying? Are you predicting an upset? Is Luca predicting a Bears win this weekend? Is that what he's thinking? Is that what he's cooking up? I think that can happen. And David Montgomery's been crazy for the past couple weeks, for like this whole season, honestly. So, if he, I feel like he's going to get like a touchdown or two. Trubisky's going to get a couple touchdowns. And then Trubisky's still having his swimsuit vest on him playing this game. And wait, is Kamara still out? No, since they're playing on Sunday, Kamara will be back on Sunday. So that's got to make things... That's got to help him out a bunch. So I think it's going to be a really high-scoring game. I don't think any def- Actually, I think the only... I think the Bears can win because they have a better defense than the New Orleans Saints. So you think the Bears are going to win this game? Is that what you're getting to? You're I getting do. to the Bears? Say it out loud. The Bears, I think, are going to win. The Bears, he thinks, is going to win. He said the Bears are going to win this game. That's what he said. And I have to disagree with everything he just said. I do. Uh, I agree with what he said about the Bears playing well the past few weeks. Yes, because of their play the last few weeks, they were able to make it in the playoffs after starting hot, then going really cold, now back to hot. 
But I think last week we saw the real Trubisky stand up. And that was a turnover Trubisky that we're expected to turn over Trubisky was back last week. It was a close game that he turned the ball over, uh, turned it over on downs. That's what we're used to from watching Mitch play. I'm sorry. I know that game was close earlier in the season, you said, Luca, but that was in Chicago. That was Nick Foles, and that defense was a lot better. Chicago no longer has a top 10 defense. The Saints are number four in defense, and to me, they have one of the most complete defenses in the league. For their front four, linebackers, and secondary, Cameron Jordan. I don't like him, but he's a stud. He plays well. Marshawn Lattimore plays well. Janoris Jenkins plays well. That team plays really well. They're ferocious. They're feisty. But with this offense, it's crazy to see. Last week, uh, didn't have Kamara, didn't have Michael Thomas, and they put a hurt on the Panthers. They put a straight whooping on the Panthers with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. Not one running back on the roster. Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. But also, the Panthers really aren't too good of a team this season, including McCaffrey being out for like every game except for like two or three games this season. I agree that the Panthers are not that good, and to me that was a measuring stick. Kamara is back this weekend. Michael Thomas might be back this weekend. And you are going to see, uh, I'm going to quote one of my favorite lines here from Star Wars Episode Six. Where Emperor Palpatine says, I'm afraid that the deflector shields are quite operational. And this Saints team is going to be quite operational this weekend. And they are going to fire on all cylinders against this Bears team. Drew Brees is going to come out to play after last year's disappointing playoff exit to the Vikings. Drew Brees is going to play insane. Camara is going to put up gaudy numbers. If Michael Thomas is back, I expect him to get involved. But if he is not in the game, I expect no problem for this Saints offense. And this Saints defense is going to frustrate the Chicago Bears offense. Do I think it'll be close? No. Not even a little. Not even a little close. This quarterback, I don't think is that good. What Lucas said about David Montgomery, yes, he has played like a stud this year. I will give him all the respect in the world, all the credit in the world, because he has played amazing. But this Saints team, I do not foresee a first-round playoff loss. I'm sorry, I do not see it. I see the Saints winning big. I see the Saints winning 35-21. to 21. That's what I see. 35-21 Saints. It's just going to be... That Saints win, they're expected to win, they're going to come out and win in the Superdome. I think they're going to have a few fans back. Drew Brees is, I don't think he's had career years by any stretch of the means, but he is Drew Brees, high in completion percentage. He's going to show up. Taysom Hill, the Swiss Army Knife, is going to show up. And this team is going to advance to the divisional round of the playoffs. No, I really don't think so. I think... Four years in a row of disappointment for Drew Brees. I think it will be 
a pretty close game. I think the Saints will try and stay in there, but I think the Bears are eventually going to win this game. I I think you're just saying that because you don't want the Seahawks to play the Saints next week. I think that's the only reason you're doing that is to set the Seahawks up for the best game next week. No, it's I don't think Drew Brees has what it takes to get back to the Super Bowl or even to the second round. You don't even think Drew Brees can beat up this Bears defense who's not that good, even though they have Khalil Mack, a stud. Khalil Mack, if he gets after Drew Brees, I agree. It could create some problems, but Drew Brees is going to sling this football up and down the field like Aaron Rodgers did last week. I don't see that happening in this game. I think the final score is going to be around, like, 45 to 31. 45 to 31 Bears? Yes, I think they're going to put up all the points with David Montgomery and Trubisky. I think they're going to go off that game. And I'll see the Saints doing as well as they usually do this game, especially if Michael Thomas isn't back. I should strip your football card and your football talking privileges away from Just you. Wait. And I cannot wait to replay this podcast, replay this moment to you after the Saints crush the Bears. I'm going to put this on a loop and send it to you, and just replay it every single day, so that you know that these Saints are going to win. I can't with you right well, now. I can't. At least I think it's going to be closer than what people think. People think the Saints are going to blow them out like you. I don't think that's going to be happening on whatever day, the 10th. It's Sunday. Sunday. It's on Sunday. Sunday. No, the Saints are winning, my friend. Saints are winning big. Big, no. I tell you. Oh, oh, I can't. Oh, I can't right now. Ooh, I know you're in the same room with me. Ooh, dog. I cannot believe the blasphemy that is coming from across from me right now from Luca. Oh, nope. I'm sorry. I'm with the rest of the world. I'm with the Saints <laughs> winning this game. And now for our final matchup of the wild card weekend, we have the Browns and the Steelers. A classic rivalry match a rematch of last week this week though we got big ben playing no mason rudolph playing uh to me the browns have been playing well uh the past two weeks they haven't looked as well but to me baker has been amazing this year his best year so far but he is gonna have to face a good steelers defense not a great steelers defense they started out great but with key injuries they still finish number three in total defense and yards allowed, number three in scoring. This defense has been good. T.J. Watt led the league in sacks. Uh, don't sleep on T.J. Watt disrupting this game. Luca, who do you have in this game? This is going to be a phenomenal, this is going to be such a close game. It's really going to come down to which defense can make the more stops and whoever has the least amount of turnovers. I really want the Browns to win, but I I think the Steelers are going to win. I'm going to be sad. So you have the Steelers winning? Why is that? Just because of the defense. That's all it is, is how good their defense is going to be. And with... Wait, do we know for sure if the wide receivers for Browns will be healthy? 
Yep, everybody is healthy to play for the Browns, healthy to play for the Steelers. Only person not available is the head coach, Kevin Stefanski, for the Cleveland Browns. That's going to be a tough one for him. I think that's what's going to do them in that game, is not having their coach down down there with them for the support. So I think it's going to be a very close game, and in the end I think it's going to be 28-25. Steelers? Yes. All right, that's the prediction right there. 28-25 Steelers, you have it from Luca. I agree this game is going to be very close Sunday night. This is going to be a huge game. Browns are in the playoffs finally. Baker has delivered, but not only Baker, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. To me, this team is amazing, and I cannot wait to watch them play in a playoff game. To me, Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs out there. Minka Fitzpatrick also said that, and I believe Minka Fitzpatrick is one of the best safeties in the league, if not the best safety in the league. Mm. His defense will still be good. Uh, Baker Mayfield, to me, has been amazing, especially on play action, where he can really dissect the defense because this offensive line is pretty decent. They can hold up. And I hope they can hold up well against the Steelers' uh, rush from T.J. Watt. Man, the, the Browns have not won a playoff game since January of 1995. 25 years ago, that is a long time in between playoff wins. Do I think Baker's a guy to get it done? Yes. Do I believe in Baker? Yes. Does Baker have my vote of confidence? Yes. Do I love Baker? Yes, I do, and I'm rooting for Baker. I want him to win. I want him to succeed like he did in Oklahoma. But I think the biggest thing for this Cleveland Brown team is not having their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, Without Stefanski, they would not have been in the playoffs this year. Stefanski really unlocked the offense with uh, Baker Mayfield that you did not see last year with Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens was supposed to be the man. He was an imposter, and they got him out. And Kevin Stefanski has been the man. To me, he should be up for coach of the year, deservedly so, for the job that he has done with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, so him not being on the sideline is a huge loss, huge loss. Yeah. Been on the other side of the sideline, you have a great coach in Mike Tomlin, two-time Super One. Actually, no, he's won one Super Bowl, been there twice, but Ben Roethlisberger is a two-time winning quarterback. Uh, has he played great this year? No. Uh, this offense, to me, has gone in spurts, as well as along with a lot of other teams this year. But I do believe in this Browns team. Earlier in the day, I was thinking the Steelers were going to win without Kevin Stefanski. I thought it would be too much to overcome in Pittsburgh, especially after coming off the win last week. But I actually have to say, the Browns playing with Baker Mayfield, they're going to rely on Nick Chubb to get the job done. Nick Chubb is going to tear this defense apart this weekend, and they're going to win it for Kevin Stefanski, and they'll make it to the divisional round next week. Will it probably be a favorable matchup next week? No. But I think the Browns are going to do it. I have faith in Baker, faith in the Cleveland Browns and the dog pound, 
and they're going to pull off this victory, and I think it's going to be as close as it was last week. Maybe not 24-22, but I think it'll be 24-21 Cleveland Browns. I have them just escaping, maybe even a game-winning field goal from the Browns to win this game. I think it'll be that close. That's what I hope happens, but I think that defense is going to perform well for the Steelers, which is going to give them the win, and mainly the coach not being there for the Browns. So, yeah. So you have the Steelers right winning 28-25? Yeah. So you have it here first. Luka 28-25 Steelers, Josh 24-21 Browns. It's going to be a close game. Again, we have a lot of wild card games to watch this weekend, the triple header each day. It's going to be amazing to watch football Saturday and Sunday. Great games. You heard it here from us first. What's going to happen in these games? We broke it down for you. We're excited to watch these games. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being on, Luca, and doing this with me. And I look forward to coming back Monday and discussing all the aftermath of what happened in this game. Bye, everybody. See ya. Thanks for watching Josh's Sports Show.